Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Playmakers. Welcome back. Hello. Welcome back, friends. Cannot believe it's a new year. (laughs) I know. I was about to say, I can't believe that we're in the new year and we're chatting. Brittany and I were like, hey, let's do a new episode. (laughs) And it's just us this time, which... You rarely get anymore, and we decided to kind of give you an update on last year, 2023, was kind of a crazy year, and we wanted to give you an update on all the things going on in our lives and kind of where we're at starting this new year. Yeah, I think this year was especially crazy because not only did we have a transition, but especially for you, you had so many life <laughs> events happen yeah. in one one season of life. And so we wanted to unpack that for y'all. But we have each been at a different program for officially one season now. Mm-hmm. And with that comes a lot of transition and growth and just meeting new people and trying to, you know, fit into a new community. So we're excited to chat about it. But what do you think you learned the most from this past season being in a new a new location. I think I learned that you kind of just have to put yourself out there and and maybe you don't have to share every single detail about yourself. I think that was something we've talked about before too is like when you think of putting yourself out there, you think of like opening up completely and being vulnerable, but like it doesn't have to entail that. It just has to mean that maybe you sometimes you say yes when you would normally say no. Or mm-hmm. maybe sometimes you go to that one event that you were like, hey, I don't really want to go to it. But you do and then you meet someone new. So I kind of tried to do that a lot more than I would normally do this past year because Mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, meeting new people is always important. I'm not great at that. I don't love being in different social situations. I'm not, I'm not like a super social person. Like I love hanging out with my friends, but I also need social breaks. But I felt like when I did do that, I was very grateful that I did do that because I got to meet new people or I got to hear about different people's journeys you know it's always something new that you're not expecting so putting yourself in those situations and maybe Mm -hmm. just opening up to a new person what about you yeah I could agree I feel like when I first you know moved here I had a lot of anxious thoughts and feelings about being with a new group I mean I did know two of the, you know, coaches wives before we had moved here in some sense. And I just felt like from being with the same group of people for four seasons, you start to understand you're like, Oh, I know how these people act. Like I know Mm -hmm. kind of where I fall within that, you know, group. And when that new chapter came around, I just remember being in the beginning really nervous because I wanted to present myself in a way of like, this is who I am. And then also feel like, you know, I want to be seen as, you know, taken seriously, but also I want to be fun. But I just there's all those Mm -hmm. things because you just want to be accepted by a new group. And, you know, with with women in general, I feel like it could go either one of two ways It could be very loving and open and accepting, or it could be very closed off and closed minded. Mm -hmm. And especially in this industry, I think, it's always one of those things that's hit or miss because, you know, we're with these people because of our significant other's job, not so much of just we choose that. And so with that, I had to calm down a little bit in the beginning. I felt like I was really hyper over the top, like ready and trying to make sure that, you know, I came off as, you know, perfect and put together. And the more that I just like let my guard down a little bit, I started to realize like, oh, these are like super 
you know, inclusive, chill people. It's me that I need to like relax. Mm -hmm. And so it took me a couple months because I, I'm not going to lie. I had my guard up a little bit <laughs> in the beginning yeah. because I wanted to come off so great and I didn't know how they were viewing me, but it really was just all in my head to be honest. Yeah. But I think I had to grow in that way of being like, it's okay to to like take a breath and not feel like you have to have it all buttoned up for somebody to accept you, if that makes sense. It does. I think, you know, that's exactly the point is you are who you are and the people that you're going to get along with are going to get along with you because of your personality. So you don't want to come off as someone that you're not because otherwise you're going to match or mesh with people that are just not the same and don't believe in the same things that you do. And I think we've talked about this a bunch, but, like, you don't have to get along with everybody. Like, mm -hmm. yes, being cordial is important. Yes, being inclusive is important. But, like, you're not going to be best friends with everybody. And that's just – that's the reality of the situation. So just being yourself so that you can mesh with those people that you are going to be close to, that are going to be lifelong friends, that you are going to, you know, rely on and trust in this industry and especially in the location that you're at. So, yeah, I think that's important. And I also think it's important to – you know, maybe not open up all the way. Like I kind of learned yeah. that too. And, and not in anything that happened in particular, but I just think it's important to like also guard your heart a little bit and just know that like, again, not everyone is going to be for you. Not everyone has your best interests. Not everyone has your husband's best interests at heart. Like there will be those select people. That doesn't mean you have to be mean to other people, but there will be those select people that have your back and will be loyal to you and trust and you can trust them with everything. But they're there are people that are just going to be acquaintances and that's okay too. They don't all have to be your best friend. Yeah, I agree. And I think that was something that was a big learning for me this season too. And also just watching a new program and, and the women that have been here for a very long time, just how they model being inclusive and then just also setting the standards of, of coming together as one. There was one particular moment that I, I think of and I'd love to share it because I had never seen this done before not saying that anybody has to but I was very in shock by the behavior when we went to our first away game there was so much pressure put on the team to you know this is the national championship team you know all these things that have just been put on the players pressure coaches and we went to the Duke game and obviously, if y'all watched, it did not go too well. It was not a hot, <laughs> hot, hot game to watch. But we we got down to the last couple of minutes. And this is what will always be in my brain, like for a leadership piece that I would love mm -hmm. to take with me no matter what happens or what position we are ever in is at the end, it was like four minutes left. And you come to the point where you realize you're not going to score like three touchdowns yeah. in four minutes, yeah. like it's not happening. And so you start to feel um, in the past, I've really experienced and I'm sure Brittany could speak on it too. You feel like there is this tension mm -hmm. in the room because you don't know what everyone's thinking. The fans are mad. Everybody's mad. And even the staff that could go one of two ways, they could feel super tense towards one another and start like, oh, well, he should have coached this better or mm -hmm. this or whatever, all the little whispers. And from a leadership perspective, um, our head coach's wife turned around and I was not expecting this. She turned around and came up and sat by us um, in the stands. And she looked right at us and was like, we're going to come together and we need to stand together in this moment and be positive because these players and these families are looking to us to be encouraging right now. Like it's not about us. Mm -hmm. 
And I just, my mouth was like, because I was so used to either nothing being said and everyone just kind of bows their head and like, (laughs) you know, goes to the bus. (laughs) But I was like, that's such a good perspective. Like I, I really cherish that moment because I was like, she's so right. Like Mm -hmm. nothing that we can do in this moment is going to affect anything that just happened for our significant other's jobs or the game. And so why wouldn't we just band together and be encouraging for the people that it impacts in that moment? So Mm -hmm. anyway, that was a a really big takeaway for me. And it was one of those moments that my jaw, I was like speechless. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, that that is a life changing moment right there. So just things like that. I think I really did learn from that season for sure. Yeah, I think that's so important to learn things as you go and especially in those type of situations because you're going to constantly be in them. It doesn't matter what program you're at. You're going to eventually find yourself in a position like that where you lose a game maybe you shouldn't have lost or, you know, you lose a game maybe you should have lost but you lose it by a lot or things like that. And there's always people that are going to be negative. There's always fans that are going to be negative, but it helps to have – group around you that's not negative so that you can continue to move forward and at the end of the day what are you going to do I mean Drew and I talked about that a lot this year actually because you know we're about to have a kid now and (laughs) I've been telling him and I've told you guys on this podcast and he he has also said it I'm pretty sure on this podcast but like when we started dating he was awful after losses like he was terrible to be around for like the next four days it wasn't even just like that day he was just awful to be around for a while and so you know every year we'd have conversations and every year he's gotten so much better but over this past season I was like it's crazy because like you this is your last year to like even be remotely upset like when you come home your kid's (laughs) not gonna understand what just happened like especially yeah in the first few years like you're gonna have to totally change everything And you're going to have to come home and be a dad. And, like, that's just life. And so I think that, like, really hit him this year too, which was kind of interesting to watch because he was just – and, again, he's gotten better year after year. And and I get mad Mm -hmm. too. So it's like I can't even just blame it on him because I I don't even do anything. And I get get upset when we lose. I hate (laughs) losing. I'm very competitive. But he, you know, he just made a big shift in that regard and would come home. And, yeah, he'd be upset for, like, an hour or so. But – he would totally shift his perspective and be like, okay, well, moving on, what could we have done better? Or what, you know, what things do we need to look at moving forward? So I think that's also important is just remembering that like, it's a game. These are kids. They're 17, 18, 19, 20 year olds that you, you're going to have a bad day. You're going to have a bad game. Like, you know, it's, that's life. It's how you handle it. That is what matters. So I thought that was important. Yeah, Carson and I this past season, we had really worked on kind of gauging each other's tones in a way of like, okay, you, I mean, used to, I'll back up and say we used to be, um, you know, it was like, we were not really together that much. And when I say that, I mean, the schedule that is different at every place you go to, but here there's so much information in a good way that I know when he's going to be and where and how much time. I mean, it's awesome. But with that being said, we had to this past season pretty much learn how to gauge each other's like emotional like bucket. And when I mean like that, it means like how much can we take, whether it be with work or with family or just the different boundaries and like the silos of the different like compartments of our our like whole life. So mm-hmm. it'd be like a family bucket, a social bucket, a football bucket. And with that, in the past, we've had a lot of like it's just 
as much as we can do with all the time that we have, we're just going to like go out there and do it. So with that, I've learned this past season that I get really ran down and overwhelmed when our house is full 24 seven with people like a revolving door. Mm -hmm. I love hosting, but there's something about, you know, having a routine or just that boundary of time where you're like, okay, I can just breathe for a second. So I found even with myself this past season, like traveling for work plus hosting, learning what I can mentally handle and emotionally so it doesn't impact our relationship like on the back end. So with that, we've come up with more boundaries and things like that for me to be able to handle it because, you know, us as the significant other, we don't have kids yet, but like, Still, like, working, keeping the house together, social calendars, football calendar. I mean, it's so much. And so with that, I literally was like, I cannot handle one more thing, and I might explode. And so we just had to reel it back a little. So did you set those boundaries, like, prior to season, or did you set them in the middle of season? And talking to some other wives here, actually, they were having that struggle with being able to tell people, like, sorry, you can't come this weekend, or I need – you know, so how did you do that? Or did you do it at the beginning of season? Yeah, so I wish I could have said we did at the beginning, because I know that we preach about that all the time. But honestly, I just got kind of caught up with like new team and like all the things Mm -hmm. going on. But it happened in the middle of the season for me, because I started getting really worn down. And I was like, I mean, it's always tiring. But I got to the point where I was like, this is not how I normally feel when we're in the season. And yeah, so we just did like a little evaluation and check and Carson was supportive in that and the way that he supported me is we actually sat down and we like looked at a calendar and was like where my work is like the heaviest and I'm traveling uh it was really hard for me to come back from like an event for work and then roll into hosting like that Mm -hmm. weekend it was so hard especially from not being at the house and then being like you know, it's an experience. We talk about all the time. You got to take to the game, then you got to host. And even if the people are like the most low maintenance ever, you still just don't like throw them out there. Yeah. Like you've got, you still have have to, you still have to like, (laughs) yeah. 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 So we, we really just did evaluate that. And I think it'll be better after the season because now I know what I actually Mm -hmm. like feel and I'll say like people can get to us like by flight easier I felt like when we were in Starkville no one could come (laughs) visit because it was so hard to get to and so here it's only 30 minutes versus two hours so everybody's like yeah we'll just take a non-stop but I just have to like (laughs) regroup yeah (laughs) everything yeah that's so true I didn't I feel like I didn't go to any games this year so it's like, did I do anything this year? Was I involved? <laughs> I mean, well, you were so sick. I Tell was. everyone about like your your entire like first trimester. You oh were like God. under the radar. Yeah, I was for... very, very, very sick. I found out that I was pregnant August fifteenth on my birthday, actually. And the funny part is Ashley and I were recording that day and I was like, I don't know if I should tell her. Like I literally found out I hadn't even told Drew and I was like I was just so sick which is how I knew I was pregnant because I was like it just Mm -hmm. feels different like I hadn't even missed my period (laughs) I was just not feeling good I literally found out that early like I was six days before my missed period that's how crazy it was and then I was sick from August through oh god November so I was sick for 18 weeks and I just I just did not expect it like I it it hit me so hard and I was not expecting it at all and like I hate to complain because 
you know, it's a beautiful thing. And a lot of people try really hard to get pregnant. And we were very fortunate that it happened so quickly, but I was just not expecting it. Like I, I yeah. tell people all the time, like, I wish I would have known, not that that would have changed. I mean, it might not have changed anything, yeah. but I just wasn't expecting how sick I was going to be. Like the tiredness is a, on a whole new level and people are like, oh my God, aren't you exhausted? I'm like, yeah, but I feel like I'm going to throw up 24 seven. That's more the concern of mine. <laughs> like being tired to me is like, okay, whatever. Like I feel like, I don't know, we live our lives sometimes being on empty. So that wasn't the huge deal, but being nauseous 24-7 is so weird. Like, yeah. you feel like you have the flu for an entire 18 weeks. Every day you wake up, you're like, is it going to be a new day? Nope. Need some crackers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So every day I would, like, wake up, I'd eat crackers. Like, before I even brush my teeth, like, I couldn't even get out of bed without eating something. Like, that's how sick I was. And it's so weird because when you're sick, normally you're like, I don't want to eat anything. But if you don't eat, you get yeah. sick. So yeah. it was miserable. And then no one tells you anything we called them and we were like hey like you know we need to set up an appointment and they're like okay we'll see you in like five weeks i'm like okay <laughs> so what do i do in the meantime like i would take it was it was so funny it became a joke like i bought a bunch of pregnancy tests and i would take them every week to make sure i was still pregnant it was like something i did in my <laughs> just head just to make sure yeah i was like is this for real like are we still here so we told my parents and drew's parents and then we told like all of our friends pretty quickly after like 12 weeks but I was just so sick that like I felt like I was like a shell of a human so I didn't go to games really I didn't try to like get involved with a bunch of stuff because I was just like I need to survive so miserable Yeah. yeah well it's funny because I have to share when you hadn't told me yet I know that we've laughed about it and already talked about it but everyone must know that I was trying I did not know that she was pregnant but I was trying to come up with like funny reels and I went and I was like making like if y'all saw the reel with like the cooking video of making like the chili and then like we were talking and I was like oh let's do this funny one with like picking up stuff and and then like cocktails yeah and she was like you know didn't want to tell me and she's like yeah I don't have anything to move and I was like what do you like <laughs> I was like what do you mean like and so I never thought like it's not that it wasn't possible but like it wasn't in my brain that like that's why you weren't wanting to record that I was just like maybe she thinks my idea is stupid I don't know like it's just I was like I thought it was kind of funny but eventually I have to tell Ashley because she's asked me to do like all these cooking reels and I couldn't even look in my kitchen I'm not even kidding you like for the first 18 weeks I bought out every single meal I, I didn't look at my kitchen drew one time I was like you need to clean out that fridge and he was like what do you want me to do I'm like throw out every single item in the fridge every single item and Clorox <laughs> out Clorox it and throw it out outside like I don't I can't smell it I couldn't smell the like dishwasher the sink the trash the fridge I couldn't even walk around yeah. my kitchen so you were like let's do cooking reels and I was like I don't think I'm gonna be cooking anytime soon <laughs> You're like, I'm going to go throw up now. <laughs> like that she said that. I know, but it's exciting. And so um, tell everyone when you're due. I'm due April 26th. April so 26th. Three months from now, we will have a little human, which is mind blowing. So any tips <laughs> you have, send them my way. Because we're like, all of a sudden it feels real. Like the first, again, you kind of just like survive. And yeah, it's not a bad thing to feel that way. And I feel like there's a lot of shame in that where people are like, you should be so happy and it's like it's not that I'm not happy I just feel terrible so 
I think we finally got through that and we're like excited and it feels real and now we almost have a human. Yeah, it is crazy. I mean, the whole the whole process, like if you just think about it and like it's just it's the strangest like yeah. thing that all of women go through. It's the most exciting thing, but your body is like so crazy that it can even do that, you know, and it is it is funny because I always hear I'm like, well, nobody really knows what they're doing. They just like figure it out. Yeah. So, yeah. I know that it'll be great. And we, you know, you were feeling good, though, that when we were in our event in Nashville, you were like doing all the things. You even did Pilates. You did did the night out. Yeah, we did. I was very surprised at myself for doing the night out. But I did die the next day. So, yeah, (laughs) the unfortunate part about being pregnant, too, is like you feel fine in the moment or at least for my experience. But then the next day, I couldn't even get off the couch. I had a terrible headache all day. I felt nauseous. Like, it's, I feel like it's one of those things where your body's like, you just did way too much. So we're going to reel it back. My friend also told me, like, a fact is <laughs> your body feels like it's running a marathon. Like, that's how much work you're doing while creating yeah. a human. So my excuse to Drew is always just like, oh, I ran a marathon today. And I also created eyeballs and hands. And I'm not really sure what you did. <laughs> but <laughs> you can go and take the trash out. And you can also clean all the dishes and do all the things around the house. So that's, it's a really fun excuse. <laughs> so it is kind of nice in that regard. <laughs> but our event was so fun because I really just like – had such a great time getting to know all of these people and I think it's so cool because yes of course we love to see people that come year after year but this year was like a whole new group of people which was was so cool because we got to meet a whole new set of women from all over hear about their journeys where they're at where they want to be you know, we got to meet all of their significant others, I think, came mm-hmm. to that evening event, which was so fun because we had like our own little mixer of like our significant others, their significant <laughs> others, and they all got to know each other. Some knew each other already, which is always so fun. So it was just a great time. We had a great event. Yeah, we really did. I think, you know, it, it's always fun because each year when we hold it in the different locations we know that it'll bring different people because you know due to flights and Mm -hmm. things like that but one of the pieces of feedback that we got from several different ladies is telling us that they were going back and forth whether they should come to the event or not because at the same time the coaches convention goes on during our event and you know we just provided that piece of encouragement that you are very much welcome and able to come and spend time with other people that just get the lifestyle Mm -hmm. um, of what we all go through and so each year it's getting a little bit bigger and bigger, which I think we're so grateful for that because that means that the culture is changing a little bit in a way that makes it more open and inviting and not so much of like, you must follow these like X, Y, and Z to be able to be deemed, you know, the perfect significant other or whatever. But with us, we had such a fun group. And I think that, you know, even the feedback that we got towards the end of the night on the uh, mixer that we held was that they were like, well, I don't know why I haven't come years past, Mm -hmm. like why I haven't been here. And it made it makes you think, though, it's like, who told you you couldn't do it? Like, who told you, you know, and I think that's what's so powerful about the platform is you start to think, you know, this community, we're all trying to, like, use our voices to change the culture And to hear that piece of feedback when we were like hanging out with all the significant others and seeing everybody there, it was like, 
you start to think you're like, well, who made me think this way? Or mm-hmm. who, who, decided who decided what I could do or what I, what's best for me and my significant other? So I thought it was really powerful because I was like, you know what, girl, you are so right. Like, yeah. <laughs> who told you that you couldn't come and enjoy like a city while your signi- like, significant other's like working and meet women that get it, you know, yeah. that what you go through. So, well, and the other part is like, we we would like to tell all of you if you have been told you you cannot go to the convention that is a lie i saw so mm-hmm. many women even people that weren't involved in coming to our event i saw so many women at the convention which is awesome and i think it's important too like you are a part of their journey and yep. we know that from this podcast and and you know just in general talking to people in this industry like you are a huge part of the industry you are a huge part of their job you know, it matters what you do and what you think and, you know, how you carry yourself yeah. and who you hang out and all those things, it matters. So especially having us and having a group to kind of hang out with to be like, okay, well, I'm going to go just to hang out with them, even an excuse to say like, you're going to yeah. come hang out with us. And then like, you know, you might meet other people along the way or, you know, you'll probably have a little bit of time with your significant other. But I think just getting to meet people in different places so that when you do move, I mean, that's helped us. We both met people before we moved to these locations. And so the nice part is, is you already have people you know you feel comfortable with when you move to a new location. So I think that's that's like our main thing. That's so important. Yeah, it is. And I think year after year, we've noticed the voices are getting louder. So we love it because, you know, years ago before we started this platform, we felt like there was just the stigma attached to it. And it really was, you know, basically like, be quiet and stand there and mm-hmm. <laughs> go through the motions. And it's crazy because it's like we created like, you know, we create our own culture and we have the power to do that and make the change. No one's telling us what we can and cannot do. So just stay encouraged. Like if you ever feel like you're being told something that you're like, I really feel like I could speak up about this or whatever it is, please do like use your voice and make a change. And there's not a perfect way to do anything in this industry. There is no one way to do something. Everyone has their own way. It's not right or wrong. It's just what works best for you, what works best for your family and how can you make it through and how can you support someone else or support your significant other. So I think that's what we've learned a lot along this along this crazy journey. Yeah. So we look forward to our event next year. We will be going back to Charlotte. It's a year away, so y'all can hang tight. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring it up at the end of the year. But we were excited to chat through kind of where we're at and what we've been up to. We will, of course, hop on again and, um, you know, share some new updates once we have them. But just so y'all know, you can follow us on Instagram as our biggest platform. Listen to us on any of the podcast uh, streams platforms and then you know we dabble with tiktok so if you want to hop on there too and give us a follow but we appreciate y'all being here and being a part of the community and listening thank you so much for listening and we'll see y'all next time bye thank you so much for listening to this episode on more than a season podcast you can follow us on instagram at more than a season podcast or on tiktok at more than a season for the latest updates if you have enjoyed this episode please download subscribe and leave us a review on your choice of platform see you next time thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.